beautiful souls, here's a preview of today's discussion. And to my um, uh, dismay, I just couldn't believe what was in it. I mean, tons and tons of industry-made chemicals that had been invented in the last 50 years that have been invented only one for one sole purpose. And that is to either make the food preserve longer, make it taste better than it should, or um, make the food industry more money by serving us not real food. And it's cheaper to make these chemicals. Beautiful soul, have you ever wanted to speak to angels? Do you believe angels can support you in your daily life? If this is you, go to my website homepage, theangelmedium.com and sign up for my weekly angel message email. As a gift for signing up, I'm giving you access to free resources, including 31 healing meditations that if you do daily are going to help you hear your angels and your own intuition more clearly. Start using these today and you'll see changes in 31 days. Now, take a deep breath. Feel the presence of your angels as they fill you with love, joy, peace, bliss, and ease. And remember, your angels say the messages that resonate with you in today's episode are meant just for you. Hello, beautiful souls. This is Julie. And today you're going to hear a very special guest. We have on Vanny Hari. If you've ever seen her over on Instagram, you just know how much she is doing for this world when it comes to the chemicals in our food and um, just how much she's trying to advocate on behalf of the collective to create positive change within the world, right? Wanted to just hop on with you and say a few things before we head into this this interview. You know, I think we all ebb and flow through life where some days we feel this great resilient strength within us and some days we don't. Some days we feel a little bit um, maybe down or a little defeated. And I know I popped on and talked to you guys uh, in fall of 2022 about some different medications and and different things that I was going through. And I got to say that I've been working with different doctors since, and I have gotten on track um, to a point where I feel like I am the most stable where I don't have these ups and downs anymore. But what I found is that I have perimenopause, right? I'm, I'm in perimenopause. And, um, with that, I have found that the bio-identical version of progesterone is what works really, really well for my body. So I've been taking that, also taking testosterone uh, because mine was so low. I went in to get my hormones level hormone levels checked at the gynecologist's office, maybe a little right after that fall 22 podcast. And they said, you don't have like any testosterone whatsoever. So I started getting these testosterone pellets and woke up about three weeks later because it takes a little bit of time to kick in and found myself wondering like, why do I have so much energy again in the morning? And it was because of the testosterone. So um, after kind of getting my hormone levels recalibrated, I have to say like, I am joyful because I am in oneness all the time, but it feels like a different human experience to have your hormone levels, you know, stabilized. It's amazing. So really, I am just on those two things now. Uh, I am not a doctor, so I am not prescribing anything whatsoever. I am just a friend to you in this capacity on the show. And if this is resonating with you, you can take this information, talk to your healthcare professional professionals, your doctors, and uh, and see what they recommend for you. I'm also on a supplement um, that you can ask your doctors about. It's called DIM. 
And it just helps with the testosterone, helps kind of, I guess, keep the estrogen levels a little lower. And I also take something which I know is a little controversial, uh, but it's called Vitex Berry. And uh, some people call it Chase Berry. And again, talk to your doctors about this because I don't know if these things interact with one another and I am not prescribing whatsoever. Um, but I do notice a difference when I don't take the Chase Berry in the morning. And when I do, there's a huge difference, right? So I've kind of played around with this for almost an entire year now, which is why I feel kind of comfortable coming back on the show and saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. I wanted to tell you all of this because the interview that you're about to hear with uh, Vanny Hari and I, I just felt really raw and vulnerable that day. And I wanted you to know that along with getting my hormone levels kind of in balance, I've gained weight just, and it's nothing bad. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just where I am. And some days I feel that 1990s, 2000 shame about it. And sometimes I don't. Most of the time, I just feel really, really happy. I'm happy with life. I feel like I'm happier than I've ever been, more joyful. Um, and just that comes from that consistency of having those hormone levels balanced. So what we're working on our on in our household, and I just wanted to explain this because I didn't want it to get lost or confused in this episode, is that really to me and within our home, it's not about weight. It's about really feeling good and feeling your best and optimizing your energy levels. And I think what I didn't realize and that this podcast with Vanny kind of clarified for me is that it isn't all about the the food, it's about the chemicals inside the food and the way that our food is being modified. And so I really kind of came to that aha moment in here. But without further ado, um, here is this interview. And I just love her so entirely much. She is an earth angel, really um, helping our planet in so many ways, shapes and forms. So I just am so grateful to her for coming on the show. All my love friends, hope you enjoy. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And friends, we have an amazing guest for you today. You probably know her over from Instagram, the food babe, Vanny Hari. She has a new book coming out October 27th, Food Babe Family. And it's this amazing book that talks about just what we're feeding our children and makes it easier and has all of these different, uh, I think it's over a hundred hundred amazing recipes that um, our kids just love. We tried one with Elle and she absolutely loved it. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Which uh, recipe did you try? There was, um, we tried it like a month ago when we first got the book, but it was one of the desserts. She loves baking. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. And then we've made your, um, it's like a granola with uh, like a pudding inside. And she loves that one too. Yeah. Yeah. How awesome. Yay. So I wanted to have you on because you really talk about too how different you feel. And, and I think I heard you say one time that it's almost like you got to this point in your life where you were like, F you to the entire food industry. I don't want to give my body over to this experiment that they're kind of using and testing us having so many different chemicals within our foods. And you started eating clean. I wonder if you can kind of set the landscape for everybody by telling people how you felt before you started this journey and how you started to feel after eating clean. Yeah. So I grew up with two immigrant Indian parents. And when they came to America, they wanted to eat like Americans and they wanted us to fit in. And so even though my mom was cooking homemade Indian food for my dad, she didn't mind going to the grocery store and getting Betty Crocker and Hamburger Helper and all this other stuff. I say that she didn't mind, 
but I probably, she did mind because if I had to make like separate food for my kids and myself all the time, I'd probably go crazy. Right. But that's what she was doing. And it's, it's really how I was raised on this kind of fast food life culture. And, you know, fast food was really cheap. My parents were immigrants. They came here with nothing. So they just, they really embraced that. And when we had to, you know, color something at uh, for Mother's Day or for Father's Day, we get a free pancake breakfast at McDonald's. That's what we did. And it was just something that I grew up with. I grew up as fast food as normal food. I didn't know anything about the nutrition of it. Neither did my parents. They just thought it was food. And if you're fed, then you're good because they grew up around so much poverty and people that were lacking just access to food. And suddenly now in America, we had access to all of this food and it was super cheap. And so I basically was a very sick child as a result. My parents took me to the doctor looking for answers, but of course doctors back then and even now don't really look at the root cause of what's causing a lot of the issues that we experience as humans. And I was on nine prescription drugs growing up, you know, several uh, drugs just to control my asthma and my eczema. I had eczema all over my face. I felt really bad. I always had like a fuzzy brain. I never felt like I ever thought very clearly. I was um, I was walking around like a zombie for most of my life. And when when I when it hit to in my early twenties, when I hit rock bottom, that's when I started to wake up. I ended up in the hospital with appendicitis. I was overweight. I felt really awful about myself. I was eating this very lavish food all the time because I was working in this corporate environment where they were catering in breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you were on the expense account and you could eat as much as you wanted and you could eat all the time and the food was available. And I didn't really make good choices for myself. And I just found myself really feeling awful about myself. And when I was recovering from that surgery, I started to treat my health like I did a debate round. And in high school, I was a top tier debater in the, you know, I was president of the debate club and got recruited to college to be in debate. Um, and back then we didn't really have Google. We had uh, microfiche and we had to go like, look at the law journals at the library and like photocopy them and like do all this work. And we would carry around these big tubs of evidence of photocopied paper to like prove our point in these debate rounds. Well, I did the same thing with my health. I checked out huge books about nutrition and one of the first books that I read had this concept in it that the majority of grocery store food that's on the shelves is dead. And I'm like, that's exactly how I felt for most of my life is dead. And how do I feel alive? And it was to eat real food. And suddenly when I started to make that change and then learn about the food that I was eating and what was in it and why it was there and like what I was why I felt so much better just eating real food. I went back to investigate like the Chick-fil-A sandwiches I was eating and the Subway sandwiches I was eating and like all the fast food and like what was in the French fries and like what was in the, you know, the, the Pepperidge Farm chocolate cake that comes in the freezer section, like that my parents and I grew up on, like what is in this stuff, right? And to my... um uh, dismay. I just couldn't believe what was in it. I mean, tons and tons of industry made chemicals that had been invented in the last 50 years that had been invented only one for one sole purpose. And that is to either make the food preserve longer, make it taste better than it should, or um, make the food industry more money by serving us not real food. And it's cheaper to make these chemicals. And so um, I decided to basically live my life a very alternatively. And this is over 20 years ago now. So, you know, this is a, a long time ago in terms of, you know, the movement that we're experiencing right now in terms of like organic being available everywhere and people really understanding what real food is. And we, you know, I was in a situation where, you know, everyone around me was eating differently. I was so unconventional and I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina. I was still living here. And so we didn't have a Whole Foods back then. We didn't have some of these major big places that you could go and get like better for you brands, you know? So I had to really hone in and make a lot of things from scratch and learn how to make things. And that's when I started my blog, Food Babe. 
because I wanted to share what I was learning with my friends and my family. Yeah. Well, I think it's so fascinating that you talk about that piece. Um, and and for anybody who doesn't know you, you should go over right now and follow Vanny over at Instagram, the food babe, because if you've ever seen these posts scroll by um, where they're talking about what's in food and it's maybe showing something that would be on the shelves in the grocery store, that's all your work. Like you started this. You're the first person that I saw over on Instagram who started really diving into and dissecting food and you do such a fabulous job of just educating everybody as to what is in what we're eating. And I think what really resonates with me, even though you don't talk about it maybe in this way, is I think it is very spiritual in in just how you described it. We're eating these foods that are really dead and made to look like it's alive or or vibrant and it's not. And so we're we're kind of racking our heads of why do we feel the way that we do? Why do we feel the way that we do? But we're duped into thinking that this is vibrant energetic food that's going to nourish us. I keep seeing this vision of like those cocoa pebbles, right? Or fruity pebbles with those really bright colors. But we can really have a food awakening and come into this different place and feel more alive inside. I remember the first time I heard somebody talking about eating the rainbow and eating colors because there's just so many different colors, uh, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, strawberries, bananas, and that each color holds different things that we need energetically within our being. Did you know I give away a new free reading each month to a listener who leaves a five-star rating of this show on Apple Podcasts or Amazon? After you leave five stars, go over to the Contact Me page on my website, theangelmedium.com. Fill out the Contact Me form, letting us know that you gave five stars. That way, we can contact you when you win. The more five stars you leave, the more chances you have to win. And your name always stays in until you do. Don't forget to stay subscribed to our emails so that you know when you've won your free session with me. Sending you so much love and gratitude for your support on this. Thank you. Now let's dive back into the show. Even the shape, even the shape of certain, certain foods. Like I just was, I was just snacking on these walnuts. Um, that's why I was two minutes late. I was like swallowing these as fast as I could, (laughs) but you know, these look like a brain, um, when you shell it and walnuts are incredibly amazing for your brain. So it's just the, the shape of a food also can, is usually emulating the organ that it helps, which is incredible. No way. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So is that why the food holds that shape? Like the way that pears are shaped or bananas? I mean, I just feel like everything was meant for a reason, right? Yeah. So do bananas like help your liver? Cause it has more of that (laughs) <laughs> no. Um, so <laughs> bananas actually have potassium in it. And so that actually, you know, I don't know what the significance of bananas are, but Josh Axe, he wrote a book about this um, called, uh, let's see if I have it on my shelf here, but he wrote a whole book about it. It was his last book. And he goes through all the modalities of all these different fruits and vegetables and the shape of them and which organs they they help. It's pretty amazing. Okay. So I think one of the biggest problems that I find in my life is life gets really overwhelming, right? Like this year we had my mom come live with us and I was like, this is the year, this is the year that I really kind of take ownership and take back my health and get on track. And spirit had other plans with just the amount of life challenges that were thrown in the way. And my go-to always when it comes to stress is just food, 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 food to soothe. And I don't 
I think I have such a packed life. And then when other things come in, it's like all the dominoes fall and I'm okay with myself. And I know that when I have a little bit more time, like I will come back to myself in that way. But how can we speak to those who are just so busy and where do they start? Are Is it even possible to have dinners that are easily prepared that are really good and nutritious for us? Yes, absolutely. And so, you know, one of the things that I would say first off is, you know, I want to go back to your question about food being spiritual, because I think it's so important to recognize that like, unless I were to I was able to get myself healthy and my brain really clear and completely defogged of all those chemicals that I was putting in my body. I wouldn't be able to do the work that I'm doing now, which is to change the food industry to, you know, run an amazing company that's selling the best supplements on the market to continue to educate and inspire people to eat real food. Like I wouldn't be able to do that work and have two kids and a family life and like all the other things that I have going on in my life. I wouldn't be able to do that work, like getting Subway and Chipotle and Chick-fil-A and Starbucks and Kraft and, you know, all these big major companies to change their ingredients yeah. I would have never had the courage or even the the energy to do that work had I not really been taking care of myself and feeling really great. And so when you get to that point of realizing that level of health, the possibilities and your calling and why you're put on earth becomes very clear. It becomes the clearest you've ever experienced it. And so you're able to focus and bring back your gift to the world that you are meant to do and why you're here. And so like, I think it's so many people are leaving so much potential on the table because they're not experiencing their true health. Like I see some of these really cutthroat, ruthless business people out there that are like killing it and they're making a million bajillion dollars. But wow, like if they just took a step back and really dialed in their health, what could they do for humanity? And would their priorities change? Would they be doing more to service people other than, you know, servicing their pockets? And and so I think food is a very spiritual thing in that respect that when you get the nutrients you need in your body, you find your calling. You find why you're put on earth. So let's kind of dive over here for a second, because I know that you have a supplement line and my life changed dramatically to when I started taking supplements a couple of years ago. And I think it's very, very wild how much one supplement can change so much of your day to day. Where do you start with that? And where do people... Because it can be really confusing too when folks go into the chiropractor or a holistic practitioner. Where do you begin? And I also feel like if you start taking a hundred at a time, how do you even know what's working and what you need? Yeah. So my my approach has always been simpler is best. And so when you look at, for example, everything we've done at Truvani, my company, everything has been based on the scientific facts of like the majority of humans need this specific supplement. So like we have a multivitamin, but we created it with organic, real food. Um, it's whole foods based. And so it's it's one of a kind in terms of on the market. It's got the least amount of unnecessary chemicals as possible because you're taking this pill every single day to kind of get your insurance of all of those vitamins and minerals. But we also wanted to make you know that pill not something that like has ingredients that your body doesn't even need uh, on a daily basis. Um, the same goes with like our turmeric. Like turmeric was something that I was taking all the time once I, you know, I had a really crazy injury for my tailbone and when. I was taking turmeric, it helped 
tremendously just support my inflammation and and things like that. And so I just loved it. And, you know, the, the brand that I was taking got bought out by a huge conglomerate, a huge chemical corporation, and they changed the ingredients right under my nose, didn't even know it. And one day I happened to look at the label and I was like, what? And I saw all these, you know, synthetic ingredients that I wouldn't want to put in my body on a daily basis. And so that's why we formulated a turmeric. And so it, it's been, you know, this journey of figuring out what works and how do we create something that's better for you than what's available out there. And so that's kind of Truvani's mission is to create better for you products, real foods without added toxins, labels without lies. And in food, you know, food made from real food or supplements made from real food. And so you'll see like our protein powder, for example, like protein powder is not something that's necessary for everyone. However, I think it's just the most beautiful fast food when you don't have a lot of time to make meat or to make some type of protein, like you can just throw it in a smoothie and it it kind of completes your meal. And so I love a protein powder to have as like my arsenal of fast food instead of going to McDonald's or going to Burger King. And so we created the world, I would say the best protein powder out there that tastes the best and has the least amount of ingredients. And it's using all ingredients that you would recognize. It has four, five key ingredients in the vanilla. And then we have a bunch of flavors too that are using real flavors from real food, not flavors made in a laboratory, you know, we're using chocolate and peanut butter to make our chocolate peanut butter for banana cinnamon. We're using real banana and real cinnamon for matcha. We're using real matcha for, we have a pumpkin spice coming out. We're using real pumpkin and all the really good spices. So, um, so that's what we do. And we just, you know, we test for heavy metals, we test for glyphosate. And so this is something that I feel really proud about that we've created and we've, we're really taking on the, the, the protein industry. I mean, we're just kind of taking retail by storm. We have so many stores that are starting to carry it. And it's so beautiful to watch. We just launched in whole foods and, and it's just, uh, it's, it's so cool to see. And we also created a bar, which I was just dying for like creating a snack bar that you could have like on the go that wasn't full of additives and didn't feel processed or even taste processed really. And I wanted to start with ingredients that you would find in your own kitchen. And that's what we created is the called the only bar you would find only with ingredients in your own kitchen. And we have now six flavors and they're delicious. And, um, but yeah, we're just, we're, we're really creating products that are useful to people and we're trying to make it better than anything that exists out there so that we have a true value into what we're bringing to the to the world. Amazing. 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 So a couple of years ago, I had a really bad voice disorder that came up, went to go see a bunch of doctors. Everybody told me to go on different medications. None of it worked. They all kept referring me to one another. And I had one person say, you really just need to eat very clean. And they said, you need to eat basically like chicken, vegetables, melons, and cut out vinegar, cut out lemon, just use olive oil, avocado oil, which I just saw a post of yours about, which most of those are fake. And I lost weight really, really fast. I probably lost almost 35, 40 pounds within a couple of months. And it almost scared me like how fast everything was changing, Mm -hmm. but I also felt the best I've ever felt. And then I started ruminating on this thought of, well, is this the way that I'm going to have to live for the rest of my life is just eating these couple of things. So now I get in my head. Like, can I throw dairy in the mix or like some? Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is part of the issue with diet culture, right? With, with going on a diet, removing things from your diet, removing whole food categories. And this is one of the reasons why I, I hate diet culture in that respect, because it's like, am I going to live the rest of my life without having a croissant? Like, what if I'm in Paris? Like I want to eat a croissant, right? Or what if I'm in you know, somewhere in, in Italy and they have gelato and I want to have gelato and that's dairy. And like, what, am I not going to have any gelato? This is what kind of life is this, right? Not to have a little fun with your food and enjoy food. Right. And, and I would say 
developing a healthy relationship with real whole foods is the most important thing that you need to do as a human being. And that means understanding the chemicals you're bringing into your house. The food manufacturers are using the same scientists as the tobacco industry. Uh, the, the way the tobacco industry got us hooked to cigarettes using nicotine and understanding how they were going to sell cigarettes to the public and get everybody addicted to that, they're using the same type of methodology and technology in the food companies themselves to create that same addiction so that you keep coming back to that brand. You keep coming back to that flavor. It's the reason why you know the difference between a McDonald's hamburger and a Wendy's hamburger and a Burger King hamburger. I can literally still taste them in my brain, mm -hmm. in my mouth, even though I haven't had one in 20 years, more than 20 years. Yeah. So it's amazing that that smell and that flavor and everything has been engineered for you to remember that and to, to, to literally take over your senses. And so that's how food is manufactured these days, especially with these added flavors. So one of the first things I have people do is look at their pantry, look and see what they're bringing in. Are they bringing things with added flavors in? Get it all out of your diet. There are plenty of brands and products out there that don't use them that can replace that need for the crunchy snack or the, the sweet treat or whatever that doesn't have that. And when you when you make something from scratch in your own kitchen, something that you are craving, you're going to stop at a, at a certain time because you're using real butter, real eggs, real, real flour, hopefully that hasn't been bleached and deodorized, right? You're using real ingredients. And so eventually your body's going to signal, okay, I'm done eating. Whereas if you buy something packaged and processed with white bleached flour. They are not even using real eggs or real butter. They're using soybean oil or some other kind of inflammatory oil. And they're adding these flavors in, and they're not even using real blueberries to make the blueberry muffin that you're giving to your child because they're artificially, you know, coloring that little piece of apple blue to make it look like a blueberry because it's cheaper for them to do. Like that's the point in time where you have to realize that like, I'm serving fake food to my family and I need to stop doing that. And so I think we have the biggest responsibility ever in history to teach our kids the truth about food. Mm -hmm. And so when you're making these changes and when you decide that this is the right thing for your family, because I hope you do, you know, you bring your kids along with, you have one daughter, yes. right? Okay. One daughter. So you bring her along and teach her about this because this is something my parents didn't teach me. This is something their parents didn't teach them because it wasn't an issue back then. It wasn't an issue in India. They were making everything from scratch. They were they were sharing one cow for all their dairy needs of a whole village. So there wasn't this like worry, should I have dairy in my diet or not? They were having enough. You know, they were having the the amount that they needed as a condiment. They didn't it, it wasn't readily available like it is here where it's like we're having three three glasses of milk a day. We're having cheese at every meal in some form or fashion, whether it's our egg cheese biscuit at breakfast, our cheese sandwich at lunch, or our pasta dinner with cheese on top at dinner. And then we're having a bowl of ice cream at night. I mean, that's like seven servings of dairy that like, whoa, why are we having that much dairy, right? That Then it becomes an issue, right? Yeah. But if you use dairy like a condiment, um, that's really where you know, things start to change and you realize that, you know, what you should be kind of covering your plate with are fruits and vegetables, like fruits and vegetables, nuts, seeds, beans, and then meat and, you know, certain grains. And I would say potatoes are amazing if they're organic, like organic potatoes, organic sweet potatoes. I have an organic sweet potato in the oven right now. This is what I do, especially working from home. I always throw in things like in between calls so that they're ready to go. Yeah, it's going to take an hour to cook at 400. But when that thing comes out, it's so caramelized and delicious. It tastes like dessert. Put a little bit of grass-fed butter on it. The whole family loves them. Yeah. And so that's the key is to figure out what things you can prepare in advance. And For you sure. can prep in advance. And you can take the time on a Sunday or when you're not as busy to really menu plan and think about this. And this is one of the reasons why I created my meal plans is because figuring out what you're going to make at the beginning of the week is the most important thing that will set you up with success with and prevent you from ordering out. 
Where and, are those? Where can people find those? <laughs> well, I'm giving those actually away for free. If you pre-order Food Babe Family, my cookbook. Amazing. So, yes. And I have 50 amazing slow cooker recipes that's going to be included as well as like a whole snack guide, a video that I did describing the snacks that I give to my kids that are all real food without those added flavors. And, um, it's, you know, like I, everything from like the pretzels I buy, I'm very cautious about what ingredients are in them. And I, I found these amazing organic spelt pretzels. They taste like a regular pretzel, but they're made from spelt flour and they're, and they have olive oil in them instead of soybean oil. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So my, I feel so good about my kids eating that, like go, go to town, they eat 10 and they're done, you know, maybe not even that much, like three and they're done. So like, you know, you can still have snack foods, you can still enjoy life and you still can eat croissants, but you have to break your brain's addiction to those chemicals. And I think when you say you have an addiction to food, I think it's to the chemicals. Yeah. Well, and what was really striking me as you were talking is I mean, are we just a society that is running around with so much inflammation because of these chemicals? Yes, absolutely. 100%. And the industrial seed oils too, you know, like the really processed seed oils that are in the majority of processed foods. I would say the combination of that along with all of the chemicals that are in processed foods. Okay. So one more question here, and I have to ask this for all my fellow females who are maybe in perimenopause or menopause right now, there's just so much fear-based news out there. Like it's so hard to lose weight when you're in this time. Is it doable? Like, can you give us some hope? Well, let's just take me as an example. Now I didn't always, like, I wasn't always this like slim in my life. So I know things can go south very quickly. And the only reason I've been able to maintain my weight and feel really great about myself without getting into the diet culture is by eating real food. And one of the real kind of like moments where I thought about this in recent history, my daughter is six and a half, when I became pregnant with her and it was time for me to like get back into my regular clothes, like after giving birth, I was kind of like, am I going to ever be able to fit in those? I'm not sure. Like, I don't know what it's like after being pregnant, like you know, all these questions are going through my head. Do I need to lose all the weight? Like, is it okay to like have bigger hips now? Like, you know, all these questions are going through my head and something miraculous happened. And even though like definitely my bust stayed bigger because I've I've been breastfeeding for seven years now. So, you know, they've just been bigger, you know, because they have to carry milk. But other than that region of my body, everything's gone back the same because I'm eating real food. Like my body's supposed to be this weight. It's supposed to look like this because I'm eating real food. And I would challenge everyone who's listening to to like, think about that. Like if you just eat real food, what are you supposed to look like? Like what did God intend you to look like on the fruits and the bounty and everything that he left us to eat? Like, what is it that he wanted you to feel and to, to feel like? So, so that was amazing. Um, and it was just like six months later after I having my daughter and I was back in my clothes, I was just like, Whoa, wait a minute. I didn't even diet. Like what's going on? Like what, how is this possible? Right. Of course I had loose skin. And of course I had all of those, you know, issues that you have after giving a birth, right? Like, of course. Right. But in your body does change 100%. But, you know, I was back in my clothes, which was incredible. And so when I think about, what it's like when you're eating real food and you're now I'm 44 years old. I had my child at 42 years old. So it's like my last child who's two and the same thing happened again with him. And so I, I think about like, is it really hard to, to lose weight at this age? I think maybe you need to be more in tune with your habits Like you need to be more in alignment of like what makes you feel good. I know that my self-care routine is absolutely necessary. Whereas like when I was younger, I could get away with like not doing certain things and it wouldn't affect my mood or wouldn't affect like how I feel about myself or anything like that. But like, that's the kind of stuff that I think is really critical at this age of 
in the forties is really honing in on the self-care aspects of your life that make you feel really great. Whether that's like going for a walk, like going to yoga class, eating really healthy and having a plan about what you're eating. And so you stay like on track with that. Like one of the things that I did that I has been just so easy to maintain and it, it tastes so good is every Monday through Friday, because I'm working during the week and I'm also busy, like making food for my kids too. I just decided I'm going to do a smoothie every day for lunch, Monday through Friday. That's going to be my thing. Now the smoothie can change, like it can have different ingredients, but it's always going to have Truvani protein plus greens. And it's going to have Truvani collagen because the collagen is really great for aging, inflammation, joints, all that kind of stuff, skin, hair, nails, all that stuff. And so I'm going to do those two things. And I've been doing that now for two years since my son was born. I started when my son was born. And I tell you, that's just been the greatest blessing because I know what I'm having for lunch. I know it's going to be super healthy because I'm throwing in extra vegetables. I'm throwing in so many really great fruits. I'm throwing in ginger. I'm throwing in avocado. I'm throwing in all sorts of things in there to make it a whole meal. And it's so good for me. And it's allowed me to like have that fast food when I have a very busy life. Yeah. And so coming up with like things like that, where you have these habits that are your standards. And then on the weekend, if I want to go have a lunch out or like do whatever, or, you know, sometimes I'll have a lunch out on the weekday, which is fine. You know, it'll, it's rare. Like tomorrow I have one plan, so I'm not going to have a smoothie, but the majority of the 52 weeks a year, I'm having those smoothies. And that's like really setting up my body for success. Do you have breakfast or do you do that intermittent fasting? Oh no, I have breakfast. I'm breastfeeding. So like I'm hungry (laughs) all the time. Like I need breakfast is after he breastfeeds first thing in the morning, I'm ready to go eat. Like bring me, bring me breakfast. So amazing. Amazing. So then when it comes to like the kitchen, we got two new tools last year that have been game changers for dinner. Um, We got a what is that thing like that you put? Um, oh, like a air fryer? Yeah, air fryer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so what tools do you love? Like we got an air fryer this year. We got an ice cream maker where you can just take frozen uh, fruits and make it into like sorbet. Are there other tools out there that are game changers for you in the kitchen? Yes. I love my slow cooker. I have a wolf slow cooker. It's expensive. It's like 500 bucks, but it is stainless steel. And so I don't have to worry about the ceramic insert that could have lead in it and something that I'm feeding my kids all the time. I just really want to cook in stainless steel as much as possible. I also bought a smaller version of that from a brand called 360 that I do in my, I do my oatmeal overnight oatmeal all the time. And I'll do steel cut oats in water overnight in there, turn it on low. And then I have beautiful rich, creamy oatmeal first thing in the morning. It's amazing. And it's already ready. And that's usually what I have when I'm starving right away is I'll have a little bowl of that. And then maybe I'll have some other stuff, but yeah. And then uh, I love, 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 love. I use this every single day. I have a mini oven. So I have my big oven. That's a big gas oven. It's awesome, whatever. But I have a mini oven that's like a toaster oven and it's just Breville but it heats food up very fast. So uh, I don't use a microwave. So it's really important for me to have that ability to do that. But I also cook tons of food in there. The sweet potatoes that I talked about earlier, they're in that right now at 400 degrees for an hour. So it cooks like a regular oven. You can bake cakes in there. You can do muffins. You can do anything in there, but it heats up really fast. So it just makes your time in the kitchen a little faster. Amazing. Do you have it anywhere in your books where people can check out your overnight oat recipes? Yes. So that, that, um, recipe is actually in my third cook, uh, third book, uh, food babe kitchen. Perfect. I'm going to write that down so that we get that one too. All right. I have to ask you about this a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Now Netflix came out with that, 
uh, documentary Poisoned, and they're talking about how I think one in five or one in four pieces of chicken packages that they tested had salmonella that companies are taking like a food uh cow farm is right next to where lettuce is grown and that's why we're having some of like this cross contamination with e coli so they said don't go with the bagged lettuce really get the regular heads of lettuce wash it yourself you can't wash e coli off i know that but that there's more contamination in the bags because it's all just getting thrown together what do you think about all of this yeah so you know i I wash my fruits and vegetables really well, and I tend not to buy too many bagged lettuce or box lettuce things. Like if it's available as like an uh, as an item by itself, like romaine is just the leaves. Like if that's available, then I will buy that. Like with the whole bulb and like I don't know what do you call it. Like the whole what do you call that? Like the whole stock. I mean I don't know what the right word is, but <laughs> no. but um yeah the whole like uh head head of lettuce. There we go. Um, I will buy the whole head of lettuce, but there's certain things I do buy occasionally that are bagged like coleslaw mix because Whole Foods makes a great organic coleslaw mix. It's just the vegetables and it makes my life easier. And so I go for that. You know, one thing that you could do is just like wash that stuff too. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't seen the documentary, so I'll have to check it out, but I'm not too concerned so much with contamination what I'm more concerned about is the chemicals intentionally being put in our food. Yeah. And are any of those chemicals intentionally put, I know that there's pesticides that are sprayed on fruits and vegetables, but are there anything that they're actually putting in fruits and vegetables? Yeah. I mean, there's there's all sorts of new things that are happening in terms of what they're doing with fruits and vegetables. I mean, there's a GMO apple, for example, that doesn't brown. So you don't know when it gets old, which I think is just really kind of freaky. Yeah. Um, there is a, a peel coating that they are adding to certain fruits and vegetables, even organic foods that uh, preserve it longer. So there's, there's certain colorants that they add to like oranges, for example. So there's a lot of things that do happen to fruits and vegetables, and you can avoid most of those things by buying organic, but you can always look to on the label, especially if something's come, like your oranges are coming in a bag, it'll say it on the label. So you Mm want to look out for that. Okay. Those are great tools. All right. One more thing. Okay. When it comes to dinners, I know that you have that um, list that everybody's going to go buy the book and get the list, but I'm just wondering if you had to say, here are your top five dinners for the weeknights when everything is really hectic. What are those for your family? So every week we will do salmon. So we'll have salmon once a week because it's incredibly good for so many things in the body. So we'll do a wild salmon. Usually I marinate it in um, this marinade that has a mixture of like tamari and teriyaki sauce and rice wine vinegar and ginger and olive oil. And my kids love it. And then I'll serve that usually with like some rice and then cabbage. We'll usually do cabbage with that dish. It just goes really nice with it. And I saute purple cabbage with apple cider vinegar and olive oil and sea salt. And that's, it's really simple, really simple to make all of it actually, you know, just marinating the salmon just for like an hour and then throwing it in the oven. It takes nine minutes to cook. It's super fast. So, you know, while I'm doing the rice, I'm cooking the salmon and sauteing the cabbage is ready in 20 minutes. So it's really fast. Uh, that, so that's, a, that's one of the meals, you know, a lot of times we'll make on Tuesdays, we'll do, we just follow what everyone else is doing taco Tuesday. So we'll make like fajitas or we'll do quesadillas or we'll do some kind of variation of that. And I love the tortillas that we buy. We get them from this place called organic bread of heaven. And they, they taste like you've just made them homemade and they come frozen to your house. You can keep them in your freezer. They're just a couple ingredients, all organic. It's amazing. No additives or anything. Um, love that company. They also make great bread and other stuff. Um, so we'll do that one night. Sometimes we'll do chicken wings another night. And I always just do a different vegetable and a different starch usually with it. So like we'll do potatoes a lot, like little roasted potatoes, or we'll do, you know, roasted sweet potatoes. We do sushi. My kids love sushi. So that sometimes is a night if we order out, we'll do that or we'll make it. 
And then I'm um, trying to think of one more, like another one we love, like turkey burgers. They're great. So we'll do turkey burgers and like sweet potato fries. And then we'll have some kind of like coleslaw or something on the side or, um, you know, lima beans. Uh, a lot of these recipes are actually all in Food Babe Family. Um, actually, almost all of them are the ones that we make like on a daily basis. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm so. so glad. Thank you for coming on. I know I'm pr probably not like your typical podcast um, to come on, but I really wanted to have you on because I, I have been following you for years over on Instagram. And I just feel that you radiate love out to your entire community and that this is such a spiritual experience for you. But more than that, I think that it's just awakening to what's really happening with our food and making that choice to to live differently and I'm I'm really glad that you came on too because I was worried like is it going to be so hard you know to achieve this within our household but the way that you broke it down it's like this is so much simpler we're just trading out some options for other options that are better for us. Mhm. Mm exactly. Yeah. It's all about, you know, you can still enjoy ice cream. You can still enjoy all the good tacos, whatever. It's just use good ingredients, use real food and your yeah. body will thank you. Oh, I love this. Vanny, tell everybody where they can find you, all of your books, um, your supplements, all of your good stuff. So Food Babe Family comes out soon in October. You can pre-order it now or you can get it when it comes out. Um, foodbabefamily.com. You can go there and get all of the bonuses. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at the food babe and check out all of our supplements at truvani.com. Perfect. Beautiful soul. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know, I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a session. You can do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily, and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at angelpodcast with any questions. Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? and open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you. <laughs>